Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. This is your brother Hussein Kamani. If you enjoyed listening to our podcast, please donate to Qalam by visiting supportqalam.com. We love being able to share this content for free, and your donation ensures we are always able to do so. Each podcast we produce has thousands of listeners, so the opportunity for gaining immense reward by supporting our efforts is endless. You never know who will be able to benefit from your donation. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept, and jazakumullahu khairan. Assalamu alaikum. I was traveling this last weekend and I was in Chicago and I met this young man who was studying. He's studying the deen at a seminary and we were talking and I asked him about his research method. How do you read? He said to me, I read so many pages a day. I said, mashallah, do you, do you, do you, just, do you just scan through them or do you read them? He said, I scan through them. I said, never do that again. We already have too many people who know a little bit of a lot. We need, we need people who know a lot of a little. I would rather you two, read two pages and understand them properly. Read every line and understand everything that's being said. Every argument, every opinion, every statement. Have it on lockdown. We don't need people who know a lot of, who know a lot of little. No, who, sorry, who know a little of a lot. We need the opposite way around. Everyone knows a little of a lot. I know a little bit this, a little bit that, a little bit this, a little bit that. We don't need that. This, type of, this sort of knowledge, by the way, with people who understand knowledge is meaningless. You go to someone who is uh, who's a physician and you tell them that you know one line about ten disciplines of medicine, what will they tell you? Meaningless. You're definitely not operating on me or working on me. On the other hand, you tell them, I just know one thing. I'm a radiologist. This is all I do. I'm a radiologist. All I do is take pictures. And I look at pictures. That's all I do. You know, people within that field, within medicine, will respect this person. This person, something. He knows a lot of a little. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the khasus. Give us the ability to go deep into our knowledge and go into our deen properly. They made their dua to Allah. Jalut, when he saw, Jalut was the enemy. When he saw the army of Talut, they were so little, so few, so small. Barely had the right armor on. And here Jalut is this massive, giant, Goliath. And he has soldier, soldiers in the hundreds of thousands. The, 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 the minimal opinion of how many soldiers were standing by his side is 90,000. I quoted the 300,000 opinion. But there's another opinion that says how many people were by his side. That's the smallest number of people narrated. 90,000 people standing in front of 300. They must have been sitting there with popcorn. Oh, this is going to be so much fun. We are going to swat these flies. They're just going to run and we're just going to keep swatting them one by one. Jalut came forward and he called out, Is there anyone who challenges me, who will stand up to me, who will fight me? In the army, there was a young man. He was a shepherd who had seven brothers. He was the youngest of them. He joined the army, not necessarily to fight, but rather just to keep an eye on his father and his brothers. He said, you know what, I'll keep an eye on them. Let me see what they do. I want to go and see battle, see what battle looks like. People talk about battle all the time. Let me look at my brothers, let me look at my father. When he was marching with the, with the, with the army, towards Jalut's army, when they were on their way, he passed by a stone. The stone called out to him. Ya Dawood, khudni. Oh Dawood, take me. 
This young man, he picked up the stone, put it inside his bag. He continued walking. فَنَادَاهُ حَجَرٌ أَخَرٌ ثُمَّ أَخَرٌ Another storm called out to him and said, يَا دَاوُدْ خُذْنِي فَبِي تَقْتُ الْجَالُوتِ Because through me, you will kill Jalut. This Dawood was a young kid. He thought, I don't know, I'm going to kill some Jalut, but sure, I'll take you. He took three stones. He stood in the line, and it was at that moment that Jalut called out. فَخَرَجَ جَالُوتْ يَطْلُبُ مُبَارِزًا he was asking for someone to challenge him face to face before the war started. He wants someone to face off with him. So Talut called out to his 300 men, مَنْ يَبْرُزُ إِلَيْهِ وَيَقْتُلُهُ Who will go and face Jalut and kill him? فَأَنَا أُزَوِّجُهُ إِبْنَتِي He can marry my daughter and he will have my, my position. By the way, this is Jaiz. The, the ruler can say, or the Amir in general can say, that who will go and fight and I will give this. As long as what he promises is something that he has a right to promise. He can't say, who will win this duel and marry that guy's wife? Or marry that guy's daughter? What was that? Wasn't he poor? Sure, he was poor, but he still, had a really, he still was a general. So if he's offering someone a position, that position is worth something. And, and marrying his daughter was worth something too. But even if it was something worth something or not, that's not why Dawood came forward. Even though some, I'm going to share this at the end, some do say, in particular some Judo-Christian narrations, they claim this is why Dawood stepped into the battlefield. As Muslims, what do we say? That wasn't why he stepped into the battlefield. Da- Talut made this claim, and it was at this point that Dawood realized that there was a need. And he saw no one step up. He saw no one was stepping forward, even though now he was offering his daughter and offering his position, no one was coming forward. So it was at this time that Dawood alayhi salam comes forward. He said, "Ana abruzu ilayhi wa aqtuluhu." I'll take this man on. Fazdar fazdarahu Talut hina ra'ahu li sighri sinnihi wa qisar wa qisarihi faradahu. Talut looked at him and saw this young kid who was short and looked at Jalut who was giant and massive and said, "Ah, oh, not you. Let's get someone who's past high school. Someone bigger than you." Now, he called out a second time, a third time, I need someone to go and challenge Jalut. And both times, Dawood came forward. Dawood alayhi salam came forward again. He came forward again. He asked him, have you ever been in a battle before? You ever been in war before? You ever fought anyone before that you want to go fight against Jalut? Dawood said, yes, I've had my share, fair share of experience. قَالَ بِمَاذَا? He said, in what? He said, well, وَقَعَ ذِئْبٌ فِي غَنَمِي فَضَرَبْتُهُ ثُمَّ أَخَذْتُ رَأْسَهُ فَقَطَعْتُهُ مِنْ جَسَدِهِ That one day I was taking my animals, my flock, and then a wolf attacked, and I grabbed the wolf, and I cut its head off. So Talut said, الذِئْبُ الْعَيْفُ You know, a wolf is weak. We're not fighting wolves here, we're fighting who? Jalut. هَلْ جَرَّبْتَ نَفْسَكَ فِي غَيْرِهِ Is there anything else you've ever fought in your life? قَالَ نَعَمْ Yes, I have. دَخَلَ الْأَسَدُ فِي غَنَمِي فَضَرَبْتُهُ ثُمَّ أَخَذْتُهُ بِلِحْيَيْهِ فَشَقَقْتُهُمَا أَفَتَرَى هَذَا أَشَدُّ مِنَ الْأَسَدِ He said that, well, a lion attacked my flock once and I grabbed the lion by its jaw and I ripped it apart. 
So then he said, do you think now I'm capable? Do you think that that guy is stronger than a lion? So Talut said, I have a armor. لا تستوي إلا على من يقتل I have been told as a part of our tradition that victory will come to the one who wears this armor. It's possible that armor may have been in the tabut. It's possible that armor may have been in the tabut. وَأَلْقَاهَا عَلَيْهِ فَاسْتَوَتْ He put it on Dawud and it fit perfectly. So Talut realized that this was the one. So he said, فَرْكَ بِفَرَسِي وَخُذْ سِلَاحِي Take my horse and take my weapon and go for the mubaraza, go for the challenge. So Dawud quickly put on the armor, took the horse, took the weapon. By the way, during this duration, everyone's still waiting and Jalut's side is shouting because no one's coming from Talut's side. And the, uh, the, 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 the duel, by the way, if you don't understand this, one army would be on one side, the other army would be on the other side. Two men, one from each side would come in the middle and meet, and these two would fight, and the armies would cheer. It's kind of like to motivate them, to get everyone riled up and excited. So everyone's making noise because no one's come out yet. No one's come out yet. Finally, فَلَمَّا مَشَى قَلِيلًا Dawud walked a little bit towards Jalut. Raja'ah, he came back. فَقَالَ الْنَاسِ جَبُنَ الْفَتَى They said, oh, the young man has become a coward. He was supposed to go fight, he came back. فَقَالَ دَاوُدْ إِنَّ اللَّهَ إِلَّمْ يَقْتُلْهُ لِي وَيُعِنِّي عَلَيْهِ لَمْ يَنْفَعْنِي هَذَا الْفَرَسْ وَلَا هَذَا السِّلَاحِ وَلَكِنِّي أُحِبُّ أَنْ أُقَاتِلَهُ عَلَىٰ عَادَتِهِ He said, well, your horse and your weapon is not going to help me. If I'm going to fight, I'm going to fight this one like I, fight the lion, like I fought the lion and I fought the wolf. I don't need your armor. I don't need your sword. I don't need your horse. He gave it and he walked. وَكَانَ دَاوُدْ مِنْ أَرْمَنْ nas. Dawud was known for having really good aim. So what Dawud did was, he loaded one of those rocks into a slingshot, he pulled it back, swung it and launched it. And that rock went right and it hit Jalut in his forehead, some say in his eyes, and it may have cracked, or cracked him in his forehead, caused some sort of a damage that caused his brain, his, his skull to fracture, and Jalut fell down and he died. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, فَهَزَمُوهُمْ بِإِذْنِ اللَّهِ وَقَتَلَ دَاوُدُ جَالُوتَ And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave them victory and gave them loss. And Dawood killed Jalut. وَآتَاهُ اللَّهُ الْمُلْكَ وَالْحِكْمَةَ وَعَلَّمَهُ مِمَّا يَشَاءَ Allah gave him knowledge. أَتَاهُ اللَّهُ الْمُلْكَ Allah gave him kingdom, وَالْحِكْمَةَ and wisdom. Dawood alayhi salam was the point where these two separate a disciplines in Banu Israel where they had their own leaders and had their prophets as separate people, these two were combined together in one person. Dawud becomes the king and he's also their prophet. And Allah gave him special knowledge. What is that knowledge? We'll talk about this later in our, in our next class when we go more into detail on who Dawud was and what his legacy was. But just to give you a little uh, brief understanding, Dawud knowledge was he knew how to make armor. He knew how to make armor. وَأَلَمْنَا لَهُ الْحَدِيدِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had made metal soft at his hand. And we'll discuss this more in our next class. The last thing I want to discuss before I end is some Judeo-Christian Israeli riwayat regarding Talut and Dawud. They say that after Dawud became victorious, in those narrations it states, after Dawud became victorious, Talut married his daughter to Dawud and everyone was all of a sudden connected to Dawood and they abandoned Talut. 
which led to a rift between the two. Does this sound familiar? Like in all the other stories that I shared with you, there's always some sort of a rift between two people, like Yaqub salam's two sons, or Yaqub salam and his brother, sorry. There's always some sort of a rift where two people are at war with one another, and, and, uh, and they're always trying to kill each other. So this is one of those stories too. Talut becomes very upset with Dawood because now he loses the limelight. This is the story. So he started planning against Dawood. Dawood came to know of the plan from his wife and his in-laws. His wife and his in-laws were on his side. So together they helped him run and he ran away far. Um, Talut, later on in his life when he became old, he began to regret this bad uh, position he took against Dawood and which led Dawood into exile and he ran away far. So he went to the grave of one of the prophets, Al-Yasa. And he said to him, he went to the grave of Al-Yasa. And he made tawbah there, istighfar there. And, he, uh, and when he was there, Al-Yasa stood up from the grave, alayhi salam. And he said to Talut, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will only accept your istighfar, your tawbah, if you appoint Dawood as the leader, you become his follower, you fight in jihad underneath him, and you become shaheed underneath him. And therefore, that's exactly what Talut did, making Dawud salam the undisputable leader. But this is a lot of gharaib. Ibn Kathir after narrating this incident in Azal Bidayah and Nihaya, he writes that it's full of gharaib. It's full of just strangeness. This whole story is full of strangeness. Um, someone is appointed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Do you think he would be insecure? If, Allah appoint, if he was appointed by Allah, then Allah appoints someone else. Would that person be insecure? Now, I was unworthy, and now someone else claims to be worthy, I might be insecure. But Allah appointed me, and I know how long Allah appointed me for. Allah appointed me because maybe there's some purity in me. Allah appointed Talut because he was a special person. Some, you can imagine what the Muslim scholars considered and thought of Talut, that they considered him, some considered him to be a Nabi. He was a righteous person. He wasn't just a scum who carried ill feelings towards other people and was just hungry for the limelight. So with this, we'll close off here. We pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us tawfiq. A lot of lessons were covered. There is a lot to be learned from today's uh, dars, today's class. I pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allows us to implement those lessons into our life and that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes us from those who benefit from the stories of the Qur'an. Wa sallallahu ta'ala ala Sayyidina Muhammad. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh.